Yo, what up podcast? On today's episode, I talk about the importance of shoulder mobility um, before you lift and exercise. And then uh, just kind of go on a little bit of a rant about, you know, what I'm going to do this Saturday, my lift, um, the importance of lifting to me, and then talk about my plans with growing trees, microgreens, and ornamental plants. So hope you enjoy. Um, and if you have a favorite plant, I would love to hear what it is and uh, see if it's something that we can grow here in Ohio. Uh, so uh, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Yo, what up everybody? It's Danny Neth with the Mind Body Garden Podcast and welcome back to another episode. Uh, it's a super chilly Saturday morning, November 9th, uh, 2019 and uh, got a pretty early start to the morning today. I think I woke up at like 5. Yeah, I woke up at 5 because I set my alarm for 6. Um, so I haven't really done a whole lot today but you know just kind of like stretching, stretching out and um, you know just getting set for like you know, just kind of chilling out for the weekend, kind of get things started off just because, you know, that's what the weekend's all about, you know, especially like Saturday feeling, uh, feeling pretty good this morning. So, um, so right now just getting a podcast in and, uh, and then also just stretching, you know, doing some, uh, mobility work, uh, before I get to my lift. So I was thinking about lifting, um, doing a push lift. So chest, shoulders, triceps, and, um, probably yeah I'll probably hit them all I mean it's Saturday so I don't have to like limit myself time wise like I would you know if I lifted in the morning um during the week or like at lunch just because I am on like a you know obviously on a certain schedule for lunch so um but yeah so like when I start off you know getting ready uh basically I just do some shoulder mobility you know get the synovial fluid kind of moving in and out of the joints get some blood flow going um but I use like a compression uh I guess a compression band or I'm not sure what you would call this thing, but just like, it's like an elastic band. I got a nice bright pink one that I stole from my mom. <laughs> but like when I start off, I just do, um, you know, I hold it out in front of me and then do pull it out to the side, like kind of like making a T and doing it really controlled. Um, you know, just kind of getting, getting that joint moving. And, and it also does a little bit of strengthening, like for your stabilizers and things like that. So I do about 12 to 20 reps um, starting off straight to the chest, then I move overhead, bring it down to the T. So your arms are like a T on the side and, um, you know, just bring it as close to your face and just as controlled as you can for 12 to 20 reps. Um, then I'll do that behind my head and then I'll finish off with doing like full circles. So I'll hold, um, hold the band in front of me and then I will move my arms, you know, just straight up and overhead until finally coming all the way around, touching the band on your butt and then going back. So I'll do, I'll only do those for like 12 reps just because it is kind of just a little taxing, I guess. Um, but, but that's a really good stretch and just, you know, it gets, it really helps me out just because I'm not, you know, I'm sitting at a desk all day. So, um, any extra movement or, you know, just loosening up that you can do for, for the whole joint and all, of, you know, just the, the amount of ligaments that are involved, um, like with the shoulder movement is, you know, pretty crazy. Like, I don't know exactly, but I'm <laughs> just kind of guessing and just by feeling it out. And then, you know, you think about like your lat, your lats, um, are connected to that. Your chest is connected, like your whole body, like the tension of each 
um, muscle section is, you know, it's all connected in a certain sense. Uh, you know, if you have, if you have a tight back, your lats are going to be pulling, um, you know, on your shoulder in a certain way. And it, you know, it could be causing, you know, some discomfort or even like a slight dislocation in a certain sense. So, um, that's kind of like the importance of stretching and like, especially if you've never stretched, like your body, um, has kind of like formed around like the deficiencies or like the things that you're lacking. So, you know, and that's what I found like when I was having like back problems and lower hip or, you know, <laughs> lower back problems and hip problems. And I really, you know, kind of fixed it myself. I got some, um, went to a chiropractor that didn't really help. Got some massages that helped temporarily, but not like, a, you know, it's not a cure. And then that's when you realize like you have to take your health into kind of into your own hands. Um, and you, you just have to kind of feel out what's right for you. Uh, like, you know, for me, I just started doing yoga. It was an easy way to do stretching without, um, just sitting there and stretching because, you know, some of the movements in yoga, that's what kind of made me realize like certain, how certain parts of the body are connected and how, um, you know, it's just like wild when you're stretching your hip. And then because I don't know what it is, but like sometimes when I just, you get those really deep stretches, um, that you've never really stretched in a certain way before. And it kind of like almost unlocks your sinuses. Um, I think that's like one of the most magical things in the world. And like, you know, I, I did it earlier, like with, I had some tension, like in my jaw and I was just like massaging it and just pressing on like the pain points and, you know, it kind of like released it and I could feel it like in my, you know, pulling up into my head and, you know, there's a lot of little tiny ligaments that you don't really think about. Like, you know, if you're sitting there or you're chewing gum, like I'm, I always chew gum after lunch. So I'm sure that probably plays into it or just like, you know, stress or probably biting my, uh, <laughs> or like clenching my jaw in my sleep is probably the biggest thing. Um, or like grinding my teeth. Uh, but but it's like, you know, it's really important to kind of release those things and, um, and make sure that you're getting your joints moving before and kind of feeling out how your body is feeling before you go and lift. So like my biggest thing is I want to make sure my shoulders are good to go. Um, I don't have any tightness that's pulling anything out of place because I don't want to, you know, risk any, any injury. I mean, obviously. So, um, but you know, I also think that like stretch, you know, as I got more flexible and started stretching more, I realized that like it, it actually affects your um, like your range of most motion with your lifts. So, you know, maybe I wasn't and, and you know, I felt I, I was getting stronger and, you know, have been getting stronger as I'm doing more of this. But, um, you know, the amount of weight that I lift isn't really as important as just like, you know, um, having the proper program in place and kind of feeling out what what's best for my muscles and in the time frame, and, you know, I'm always alternating, alternating and kind of feeling everything out. But, uh, but you know, it's just about like, you know, if you're, if you're not squatting and going parallel or below parallel, like, um, you know, you just think like the difference between parallel and below parallel is a huge thing. And like, of like, which muscles are going to be the most engaged and to what at, to what extent those muscles are going to be engaged as well. So, so it's like, you know, thinking about that, it's like, you can't be, um, you can't develop like a perfect physique or, 
or a great physique, even if you're, if you're tight, like at least in my eyes, like that's how I'm, how I kind of see it. So, you know, it's like if you're, um, if your shoulder range of motion in your shoulders or your elbows or wrists or something like that is, is very limited, then I feel like, you know, that's also limiting the potential for that muscle growth. So, so those are kind of things that I think are really important. And, um, you know, it's like, no matter how big or bulky you get, you can always be flexible. You know, it's, um, it's insane to me when people say that, you know, they'd rather be athletic than bulky or whatever. It's like, you're only going to get bulky if you freaking take steroids. So, um, you know, it's pretty difficult to gain muscle mass. So, you know, unless you're doing a little bit of extra shit on the side. So, um, but, but yeah, you know, I, so I'm thinking about lifting, doing some, um, chest, shoulders and triceps today. Um, going to do more of a focus. Like I'm definitely feeling pretty good in my chest. I might, like what I like to do is do like a one click bench. Um, and you know, that probably puts me at like maybe a 15 or a 30 degree angle. I think it's like a 30 degree angle. Uh, so let's see. So I'm just trying to think if I can make, so I, I think I can make dumbbells that are 55 pounds. And if not, um, I might just do like 45 pounds on like a 30 degree incline and just get a really deep, uh, you know, really deep reps kind of focus on, um, maybe on the dissension, like as I'm going down, maybe kind of, uh, going a little bit slower do and just work doing some kind of maybe tempo work. I think that that would be something that, that feels pretty good and pretty right for my chest today. Like, it feels, uh, I feel pretty open and that's, that's good. Like my, uh, especially after just doing those, you know, all of that, uh, mobility work, like my collarbones feel good. My, my chest is recovered from the last lift. Um, back's a little starting to get a little sore from yesterday, but we'll be good to go. So, um, but that's kind of the big plans for today. Other than that, I'm going to finally start some microgreens. Uh, I've got, let's see, how many trays do I have up here? One, two, three, four, five. So I'll probably start at least four trays today. And then uh, I got a big old stash of seeds up here. Let's see how much, how many we got. Yeah, so we got like mustard and salad mixes, radishes, sunflowers. So gonna get a nice mix in there and uh, you know, um, actually finally do it because I've been, I feel like I've been talking about it for a while. So gonna, gonna get that done. Um, you know, those will be harvestable in about two weeks, you know, maybe even less than that. Like I, I think that, uh, with the grow lights, you know, setups that we've got here, it's, um, you know, we, we've got things set up, right. It's a good amount of power. I, you know, I can adjust the, uh, adjust the rack. So if I need to move things closer, you know, we can really like supercharge those microgreens. And, you know, that's maybe that's something that I'll do is like even add like one more layer, one, two, I could probably add at least two or three more layers to this, you know, get the, uh, get all the spacing exact right now. I've got four levels so I can do, um, you know, 16 or yeah, 16 trays. So, um, so that, that's not bad. And, you know, if I really wanted to, I could put more on top and then put ceilings on or <laughs> put lights on the ceiling. So um, so there's I feel like there's kind of endless opportunities with this thing. But, um, you know, the biggest thing is like I do need that space for when we have 
you know, tomatoes and peppers and stuff like that going. So, but you know, the, the shelves are always adjustable. So maybe that, maybe that's what we'll do. Um, kind of like reorient the racks and maybe even pop in another rack, you know, so that we can just get hella production going up here. And, uh, you know, cause like at the same time I'm doing these microgreens, I've also got a, um, I got some tree seeds that definitely need to get planted. And, and I'm kind of questioning if like I could do those outdoors, but um, I just don't want to, I, I think that it's best to do it indoors. You know, if I had a greenhouse or something, it, I might do that. But I think that there's a way that, that we can, I can do the seeds without having to like vernalize them, which means, you know, they do need to go through a period of like overwintering, but I'm just kind of worried like with the squirrels and, you know, just, um, birds and stuff like that getting in the garden. Like if they're going to either, you know, dig up the seeds or just be planting their own shit and, you know, in place of where I planted my stuff. Cause that's what happened kind of towards the end of the year. And I just couldn't, that was the one pest that I couldn't control this year. But, you know, other than that, I had like a really good year with no, you know, knock on wood, no real big disease issues or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, it's crazy because it's like November, but we can definitely start planning already. And I, I'm I'm getting close to thinking about like starting to plant stuff indoors. Like, um, you know, what I might do is like, uh, you know, any kind of like winter vegetable, you know, something like that. I could get started indoors a little bit earlier. Like celery, I think is definitely one that, that needs to be started probably like January one from seed, uh, get it, get that high intensity light and then get them outdoors, you know, as soon as we can, plus keep them, you know, keep them covered, but, but get them to a point where we can actually harvest it this year, not lose out on that crop. Um, you know, so that, I don't know. So that's, that's one thing. I don't even know if we will grow celery, but, um, but like, I'm just kind of itching already <laughs> to get started. So, um, but like indoor growing is fun and it's like just testing out, like growing under lights and, um, figuring out how to make things work, like with the heating and, you know, maybe bottom heat is something I need to add in this year that, that might really actually boost, boost our production and, and be a really, really strong, um, strong thing to add. So, so maybe that's something I'll look into. I don't know. That's a lot of like, <laughs> it's a lot of power with like the lights and the heat. So maybe I can figure out some kind of better, better system for that. But, um, but I don't know. That's, you know, I'm just kind of always thinking about that. And, um, and I think that like growing, getting into like the trees and, you know, or I want to say like ornamentals, like, you know, I've got these boxwood cuttings going right now. It's not like super successful, but I think I've got, you know, maybe, maybe close to 50% look like they might've rooted. So fingers crossed on that, but you know, I've got some boxwood seeds that were, you know, I'm going to start. I've got, um, I think I've got some Oak tree, some blue spruce and, uh, and then I've got some other random ones that I thought would be kind of cool to, to grow some starts for bonsai. So, so I'm definitely going to get those planted up. I'll do a video of that so that, um, you know, to show like the different tactics you have to use for the seeds you have to vernalize. And then I think some of them I might be able to just pop right into a tray and then be good to go. So, um, so yeah, I think that'll be kind of a cool video to do. Um, might, might even be able to turn it into a podcast too. Uh, 
but either way, so yeah, bonsai is something that I think is probably a little bit more practical because I can keep everything small. So, um, so bonsai is the way that, you know, I'll probably bonsai or one gallon pots are probably the way that I'll start growing, you know, a lot of these, uh, ornamentals and stuff like that. You know, when you look at nurseries, like, you know, they kind of pack these plants in and, um, and they grow really well like that. So, so that's what I'm going to do too. And like, I definitely have room for that. I've got the, um, I've got some irrigate, you know, I've got the irrigation system set up outside or, you know, I will have it set up outside in the spring. So I could easily set up like a little plant nursery area, um, you know, if need be and, and kind of go from there. So, so that will be a cool thing. Um, and you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm not really trying to spread, my, <laughs> spread myself thin, but like, I just want to try so many different things right now. And, um, and, and that's kind of like the magic of like growing and, and gardening and just kind of like, you know, you, you just got to test the waters and just see what you're good at, see what you like. And, um, and that's, you know, another thing in like getting into growing trees is like, I just want to, you know, have something that grows a little bit longer than a season. And, you know, like I, I really thought about growing like evergreen trees, like blue spruce. Um, you know, there's all kinds of like really unique varieties of conifers and, um, you know, just specialty evergreens. So, so that's something that, that could, could be kind of cool. Like, especially once we do get some land and, um, you know, and can kind of scape that however, however we want, you know, not just ha be confined to growing one thing in a small plot of land, but, you know, kind of spreading that out and, um, you know, just, <laughs> just doing exactly what, you know, what we're trying to do of, of like, you know, kind of diversifying the crops and, um, and that's, you know, it's kind of the plan going forward. So either way, um, I'm getting a little distracted cause I'm getting ready to go lift. So, uh, so that was kind of, uh, just a little bit of a rant about what's going on in my world, in my head of, uh, gardening and planning for the year. Um, you know, I, uh, if there's anything that you're wanting to, you know, wanting me to grow, uh, if you're near me or, um, you know, I could definitely figure out shipping out plants too, but if there's anything you're, you're looking for growing or like plants that you're like, that you, um, are looking for, but having a hard time finding, like, I would love to hear that just because like, I guess I don't really know like what kind of plants people like, but, um, you know, I think perennials are something that are, um, definitely of, of more interest to like our generation, like the younger generation, just because, you know, vegetables are, are cool, but like annual flowers, you know, it's like you, it feels like such a waste just because you throw them out every year. So it's like, I've kind of tossed that idea around because they're, you know, you do have to have them for, for like that, like hanging baskets and, you know, just container gardens and things like that. But, but I'm also thinking about like the landscaping and like, um, like echinacea would be a really great thing to grow. Uh, mums are super popular. So I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do something like that, but, um, but I, but I think that people do have a, a need for like a more either exotic looking plant or native varieties, things are, that are going to attract pollinators. And so those are some, some kind of some of the things that I'm looking, um, at doing and, you know, even just growing a garden is like, amazing for pollinators like our garden was buzzing all year long uh you know mainly with 
because of the vegetables, um, because of the raspberries, because of all the tomato flowers, pepper flowers, and all that stuff that had to, uh, had to be pollinated. So, you know, no matter what you plant, it's going to be good for the environment and, uh, and definitely good for you too. So, um, so yeah, so I'm just looking forward to that. I'm going to get planting later on today. So stay tuned for like video on that, just showing like the update of, uh, what's going on in the plant lab here. But, uh, thanks for listening in. Hope you have an awesome Saturday and, uh, we'll keep the, uh, definitely going to keep the podcast rolling. I know today was kind of a, a little bit of a rant, but, uh, but I think the most important thing, and you know, like I'm doing a little bit of a Midwestern goodbye right now, kind of just like hanging on here, but, but I think the most important thing about like doing anything is realizing that, uh, you have to do it to get better at it. And, you know, even if it sucks, even if it's slow to get started, um, you know, that's, uh, all, all of that stuff is kind of just the judgment within your own head. And, you know, it might be the, you know, something you're inferring from how many people might be listening or, you know, watching or whatever. But, uh, but at the end of the day, like if you, if you are judging yourself and you're not just going after it and just tackling like what you want to do and, and, um, you know, documenting your journey on, t you know, to where you're, you know, trying to, trying to end up or like, um, you know, just showing that you're, you're out there. I, I don't know. I think that, uh, it's just important just to go after it. Like, you're not going to get better by not shooting a basketball. Like you're not going to get better at basketball by not playing basketball. You're not going to get better at it by talking about it. You're going to get better at it by doing it and by, uh, you know, just kind of making yourself vulnerable, exposing yourself and not really caring what anybody thinks or, you know, making something up in your own head about what people think. So either way, hope you have an awesome Saturday, uh, great weekend and, uh, we'll keep everything rolling, but, uh, thanks for listening in. And as always, I appreciate it.